0: swan media studios deep inside a secret underground bunker we're speaking to freedom loving patriots from all around the country and the world welcome to the resistance this is john crump
1: live And we are back in the home studio. It feels good to be home. I missed you all. I know we did the show from the other studio, but I still miss you all. My name is John Crump. I'm an investigative journalist and a podcaster. Today we are brought to you by Tusk. Tusk is a cryptocurrency focused on the firearms market.
0: Proudly sponsored by TUSC, the only cryptocurrency designed with the firearms market in mind. With three second processing times, it's the fastest cryptocurrency on the planet. On the planet? With lower transaction fees than traditional credit cards, it's perfect for your e commerce needs. For Gun Guys, buy Gun Guys. Visit TUSC.network for more information and join the digital revolution.
1: And not only are we sponsored wow my camera looks really really off but not only are sponsored by Tusk, we are also sponsored by Black Swan Tactical
0: Black Swan Tactical, your number one source for two-A streetwear with shirts, mugs, hats patches flags and more there's always something to help you rep the 2a community all proceeds go back into our projects viewers and listeners can take an additional 10 percent off with code crumpy unapologetically pro-gun pro-liberty and pro-freedom gear for the front lines of the culture war
1: Uh, we have several people. My camera's so effed up right now. We have several people joining us. Uh, Flying Rich is one. Uh, shooting in hey. New England. And Dissident Cigars. Before we get started, I just want to say that Dark is alive, contrary to rumors. I heard that i started. Was, yeah, Rich was going to start a rumor that he was dead. He is alive. He was just... Uh, He's getting better. I talked to him right he, before the he show. He said
2: no go on the dead and no go on the gender reassignment rumor. I st- I was trying to start, so I got nothing.
1: Yeah, there you go. You are weird. Uh, we are joined by Dissident Cigars today, who is our guest, and they are smoking stogies. We have Joe on and Rich on, who both smoke cigars. I do not smoke cigars. So I'm sure they will be able to do more than I will on this episode.
2: Well, Talk, if I was smarter, I would have dark, done this outside. So I, I could have smoked.
1: Speaking of dark, he is actually in the chat. What well, up? in his, the
3: chat.
1: Yeah, okay, he'll be back. Cool. He has some exciting guests coming up. He shared some with me, uh, some some of those people that will be on soon. And he'll be back soon once he gets over the COVID. I also see Nick Torres out there. Nick Torres is a good friend of mine and also a cigar aficionado. All right. So, you guys tell us who the hell you are.
3: <laughs> we
4: are really good.
3: <laughs> tell us you want to tell them who we are, what we're about.
4: Go ahead. You're <laughs> cool.
3: All right, well, I guess... Uh,
4: You're great at intros. <laughs> now,
3: now, uh, well, I'm Joshua Coburn. This is my wife, Sin Coburn. Uh, we are Dissident Cigars. We took over the company uh, just before the first of the year. And uh, it's, an, it's a company that's been around for a while, but um, really hasn't been kind of uh, focused on the way it needed to be. And we love the cigars. We love everything under the Oveja Negra brand which is kind of where art and cigars meet so that fits us to a t and of course dissident couldn't be more uh lifestyle branding for us anyway so that's kind of uh who we are and what we're about dissident cigars is here to kind of push the industry around a little bit and kind of get out of the box a little more than uh, what an old stuffy tends to be okay with which You know, I've been doing in the firearms industry for years, and now it's time to take it outside of that box and and move this way. But uh, it'll primarily be focused around her. She will be on the road and doing all the meet and greets and doing most of the media. But for you guys,
4: I showed up. Yeah, you guys have a treat tonight because it's usually just me doing these uh, as far as dissident. You guys get Josh tonight, too. So.
2: (laughs) Cool. Yeah, and actually, I know Josh. Uh, I've met Josh a couple of times, uh, and uh, Joe. I guess you've met Josh a couple of times also, right? No. Nope. No. Nope. Oh. okay. Nope. nope. Not so not yet. We, we not know yet. Yes. Josh from the the Bureau of Propaganda.
3: It, and you're still doing the BOP, right? Absolutely. I handle all of that stuff uh, on the back end and kind of keep quiet. I'll be at some events this year, but not as fun. And uh, this event. I handle all the back end of that and kind of keep quiet. And she'll be doing all of those events. So that's that's cool. exciting. To cool. So,
2: so there's so, like yeah. six stories here that I, I think are real interesting. I'm not sure what we're going to cover. I mean, we brought you on for Dissident, but I just want to – Josh has a great origin story. The Josh Sin is another interesting origin story. You got the moving to Nicaragua, which I've been trying to get <laughs> you on since you moved. Right. And I get this – cryptic message from josh i don't know how long ago i guess over a year ago it's like would you be able to fly me and my dog to nicaragua i'm like yeah we need to talk (laughs) that sounds
1: like some pablo escobar shit there
2: (laughs) (laughs) and And so now the the whole cigar thing popped up and i I was able to get you on the show so i'm super excited and you know it's it's your hour
3: talk about what you want we might have to have you back on
1: yeah, so you moved to Nicaragua.
3: Yeah, uh, yeah, we did. We yeah. we are full time here in Nicaragua. It's uh, it's been amazing. It's an absolute paradise.
2: Mm-hmm. So,
3: it. I got like the
2: elevator pitch on this, Josh and Sin. You were together like a year before you moved to Nicaragua.
4: Uh, no, more than that. It, it was a few, years, that? But, oh,
2: yeah. a few years. Oh, a few years.
4: But, I mean, within that, like, (laughs) we kind of didn't hold back with anything. So we were just, like, go, go, go with all these, you know, different things. In fact, um, when we got married was just out of nowhere. You know, it was while we were um, in Colorado for a – we were – Bunning a whiskey, and <laughs> we just decided that morning before our meeting that we were going to get married. So like everything's like five What by the machine. hell? <laughs> just like live life. So. <laughs> yeah.
1: Hey, what are you doing this afternoon? I don't know. Want to get married? Sure.
4: Yeah, like the lady behind the counter, she was eating pancakes and everything at the clerk's office. Yeah, she... <laughs> it was like 8 a.m. We <laughs> we
3: went to the diner, then we went did some test blends for a whiskey we were working on at the time, which didn't see the fruit of uh, our labor at that time, but uh, it may, it may show its face uh, as part of dissident sooner than, than later, but uh, yeah. Yeah. Exciting thing. So on a whim, sort of on a whim, we got married. Uh, We were discussing it oddly over cigars on a balcony. And it was kind of like marriage chicken. The woman's like, well, we can just do it now. You don't have to take the paper with you. And I was like, Okay, so I signed it, pushed it over to her, and she was kind of like, oh, I see how this is
4: But <laughs> <laughs> he his arms, too. Like, it just kind of, like, sat there, like, okay. Uh-huh.
1: So, so instead of an engagement ring, he just handed you the paper and said, sign it.
4: Oh, yeah, yeah. There was there was, there was no engagement ring. No, yeah, no, no, no. None of that silly stuff. There was engagement cigars for, I You're don't know, hours. It's like, uh, let's
1: get married and move to uh, Central America.
4: Yeah. (laughs) You
5: guys walked out on that one. (laughs) Yeah. yeah.
1: Why uh, Central America?
4: Cigar capital of the world. You know, like uh, we came out here because of cigars um, just as a visit, went to a factory and – um, ended up falling in love with Nicaragua, especially down in the area that we're at. And um, we were originally going to take the kids to vacation here, and then COVID hit. And so that kind of, like, messed everything up. And the kids still really wanted to see Nicaragua. And um, they were just like, well, why don't we just move there? <laughs> we were like, uh, okay.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay.
4: So- that's how it happened, and we just we moved down here. It was going to be like once the kids graduated, but because they were all for it, we just did that. No, uh,
2: you, to you say kind of I short-cutted d- that story a little. You you sold everything, and basically, if it didn't fit in the suitcase, you didn't bring it. Right?
4: Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. We <laughs> each had one big suitcase and one carry-on or backpack, and that was it. I mean, and when we decided to move, I mean, it was only gosh, a month? We gave ourselves a month, maybe? Yeah,
3: 30 days was basically it once we kind of knew that everything was in motion the way it needed to be in motion. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, we just had to do some certain things. We had to sell both our cars. We had to sell all our stuff. Like, we don't have a storage unit back home. We have a couple of totes at my dad's. Like, that gives you an idea. And the kids, kudos to them because, I mean, they're typical American kids, and they were willing to sell all their stuff down to a suitcase as well. And they wow. did it. Complaints, nothing, and and uh, here yeah. we are. The, the dog story, going back to uh, the rich. Um, we really didn't want to have to put Jake, our huge Doberman, underneath the plane as cargo, so the goal was to get him on the plane as an emotional support dog. Well, which he was, but the problem is that they eliminated that like just prior to, yeah, just prior. Oh, wow. Yeah. So he had to be a service dog, which is fine. Um, obviously you can train a dog to do that with time and money. Uh, but we didn't really have the time. So I'm like, how, how can I get down here without investing that time? All the while I'm contacting guys like you and getting answers and stuff while training Jake to be a service dog. And, uh, we trained him up in enough time and got him ready to go. And he ended up flying with me a, a commercial as a service dog. So, oh, cool. You had to buy a ticket for him, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. No, no, we didn't have to buy a ticket. It oh, was I said a one way ticket. Um, but yeah, he, no. he came down and just sat at my feet and was freaking awesome. Everybody really? Was like, I have him and stuff anyway, because he's such a huge dog on a tiny plane.
4: Yeah, he did amazing.
2: Oh, excellent. So, i i'm it, it's kind of like, the horrible movie was downsizing in i my impression i tell me if I'm wrong is like if you sell all your crap and move to Nicaragua, you can live like a king
4: well. uh, I mean it depends on where in Nicaragua we live in a more expensive area technically our town it used to be a tourist town, so prices are a little bit higher here um Especially now, because actually a lot of people have moved here from Australia and Canada and all that because of all the the COVID stuff. So, but I mean, if you weren't going to be in a town like this or you know not in a town that is oceanfront, I mean, you'd be paying so much less. I mean, yes, in general we pay less than American prices, but I would say it's um, a lot of the restaurants we go to are just slightly below restaurant pricing. So,
2: well, you haven't been to the U.S. in a while. Yeah, true.
4: That is true.
3: Yes.
2: So we you'd know, be shocked. Uh,
4: we have. We've been, we've flown back numerous times, but not long enough oh. to, to see those prices. Yeah, so. yeah. I'll tell
3: you. Uh, I'm not stoked about it because like I said, we got some some traveling to do. And, and yes, it's business, but it's still, you don't want to, you know, you want to stay as liquid as possible, right? And and more expense throughout the year, even as write-offs doesn't keep you as liquid as you right. want. So every gallon of gas for... You know, six times as much cuts into that, and that's ridiculous. Nobody loves that. Yeah. Right. So in
4: those terms, like Nicaragua is way cheaper. I mean, the gas here is insanely cheap. Yeah. Um, yeah. Food at the market is cheaper. Um, I guess rent and stuff now isn't really. I, I guess it's cheaper in terms of you know compared to American prices, but rent and housing prices in general here have skyrocketed because of COVID. So. Yeah, same
3: same as is the U.S. But again. If you came here and you're like, I want to live on a $150 budget for the month, so as a single guy, you could do that, rent included. Like that is possible. Uh, you know, you'd be in a one room studio, you'd be buying at the local market and all that stuff, but it's, it's absolutely possible here. I can't think of one American city where that would be possible without being in total slum. You ever been no. to
5: Detroit? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was going to say, you're not going yeah. anywhere outside of like. It.
3: <laughs> yeah, she's from Detroit.
2: <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> so did you buy your place or do you own it? Because you, you live in a very, I mean, I've seen pictures okay. that you okay. post on, on Instagram.
1: Hold on, hold on. Did you buy your place or do you own it? What type of question was uh, that? Okay, no, rich? rent.
2: Did I say, I meant rent.
4: No, we rent our place. Yeah. We do own property here though as well. So but That's um good. with the intention that we are gonna build on it. But oh, we cool. absolutely enjoy where we live. It's nice and secluded. Um it's in the jungle, away from the town. So we really have no intentions of moving. We just truly we love the area, we love the house. So yeah. Fully
3: self sustaining farm where we live. So Even if the world's melting down around us, we have everything we need here, which is pretty awesome.
1: All I Uh, hear is bug out location in case the world goes to (laughs) hell. (laughs) The
4: land we live on is very much that, and I think that's why we are so drawn to it. Because, like, if anything were to go down, it would be so easy to just (laughs) still survive and do what we need to do. I mean, there's a
3: reason we have a bell tower here, so, you know. Link, we link. do
4: have a bell tower on. Our house.
3: <laughs> that is that's, that that is gangster right there.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our house is like a little castle. We love it.
3: Yeah, it's pretty awesome. But yeah. uh, you know, th- there's benefits to renting here versus buying in a lot of ways as as um, quote unquote tourists or whatever. So uh, purchasing land though is definitely a way to go, especially for residency and things like that. So. You know, there's a lot of things to, to weigh back and forth in a move mm-hmm. like this. But believe it or not, um, overall, it went pretty quick and easy for us. So. Yeah,
4: I mean, you have to keep wow. in mind, too, like, um, there's no such thing as loans here. So everything is paid in full, whether it's a house or a vehicle. Yeah. yeah, you don't get home loans. You don't get vehicle loans. Everything oh, is wow. just over that cash. Yeah. So we've had to do that with just about everything that we've purchased. So... You have to be wow. prepared for for expenses like that, but if you're smart with your money, then you actually do save money in the end. So because you're not paying mm-hmm. interest, right? Oh so. hell yeah! <laughs>
1: yeah, definitely. Yeah, uh, is there a place for my submarine down there?
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you could definitely try to get it into the port here. We we have an ocean view, so all you got to do is pop up your your flag when you arrive, and we'll see you. But
4: yeah. Back in the uh, early 1900s or late 1800s, though, it didn't fare so well for uh gentlemen that tried to take over this area. So just keep that in mind. There's an old fort that's, <laughs> that is that uh, is pretty worn down up here. Yeah, uh, it's on, on a the mountain mountains.
3: across from us down by the water. Oh, so. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, no. qu- quick question. What is the firearms laws like down there?
3: Uh, firearms are fully restricted, not for civilian use, essentially. Uh, which is obviously uh, very different than the United States. Uh, Can you get them? Are there ways to get them even legally? Yes. If you own a business, you can uh, work through that paperwork and the time to do that, Um, which would make sense why we do own businesses here and other things that that's on the agenda at some point. But keep in mind, um, you know, from, the government side of things. I mean, they're they're in full control. It's, it's a lot different than the United States. The difference is there's not any violence here, and there's no real call for resistance um, because everybody kind of knows their role. If that makes sense, it's very uh,
4: peaceful here. It's just peaceful, and everyone is wonderful, and you don't see. Anything like you don't see any violence in any way, shape, or form. I mean, it's mm. it's so crazy because as Americans, you know, we've been kind of taught through media that we have to see things a certain way. You know, it's kind of like mind control. Without getting too deep into things, and <laughs> just not—I had to be careful with my words, so we don't normally talk like this. Um, but it's not like that here. You know, it's it's just so peaceful. You don't see violence on the news, you don't see violence in person, you don't see anything. Like people are just so happy here. No matter what you do, where you go, people are just happy and they're willing to help because it's a sense of community. Like you have to have community here. Because if you don't have community, you will lose your job. Yeah, because, you'll have
3: nothing because yeah. it's a poor country and you have to you know you gotta take care of the local mechanic. Otherwise, guess what, guys? you don't have a local mechanic. If you don't care, take care of the local chef, you you don't have a local chef at your establishment anymore. You Mm -hmm. know, so the person who's,
4: you know, raising the pigs or the cows or, you know, whatever, or vice versa, you know, if they do something that's, you know, not necessarily favorable, well, the community is gonna get rid of him too. So they don't want anything to do with any kind of opposition or violence or anything. It's so peaceful, and everyone is so kind here. So we really have no complaints just, whatsoever.
3: Just don't mess up, because there's a lot of jungle.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so I, I guess, and I, I got two questions, and uh, among the dozens of other, I got escrowed. Um, I guess you don't run to the local public supermarket and buy a steak? Is uh,
3: there... on, you, you can run... There, if you want, we wouldn't recommend it,
4: Uh, Um, and and I wouldn't wouldn't call it a supermarket. um, (laughs) It it is nothing like what you what Americans see as a supermarket. Um, What we have here is called the pally, and it's essentially just a small little building with four or five aisles in it, and it's just your necessities. So. Living a simple life is truly living a simple life here because you don't have five thousand different choices for every single item in the grocery store. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, I need ketchup. <laughs> here's ketchup.
3: Yeah, you know? <laughs> here's your one choice of ketchup, maybe. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. But so, like... go ahead.
4: Uh, so the same thing with steaks. Um, it's you have to like picture everything like kind of scaled down. So there's a there's a local butcher, um, who has phenomenal stakes and you're, you're getting the meat local. Um, It's all been, you know, free range, everything. Raised in
3: the backyard. Yeah.
4: So, I mean, like, and you're helping that family buying directly Mm -hmm. from local market. So that's how everything works here is, you know, your vegetables and your fruits are from a local market, your meats from another local market that just does does meat. You know, there's like a lady that makes cheese, um, a lady that does tortillas, you know. So in a, in a sense, you can literally go to all these different markets and help each family out by buying from each of these people, which is how we have to grocery shop. So grocery shopping mm-hmm. here, once every like three days, roughly, depending on how long our fruits and veggies last for, last for which is not long. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah, so it's, it's a different long <laughs>
2: you have electric air conditioning refrigerator has no
3: air, no air. Nope. No air. Wow. Uh, we're, we're on the top of the mountain. So it's a little cooler here. No air conditioning really needed. Uh The time it really sucks is the dry season, which is uh last part of March, all of April and part of May. And temps are like Midwestern summer temps, but so it's hot, but with like, Uber humidity, kinda like uh, I guess New Orleans type humidity. So that's what makes during it during those months. Yeah, makes it pretty gross. But we're okay because on the mountain, of course, a few degrees cooler. Plus hook up a couple fans around you. We work outside, like we're we're sitting mm-hmm. right where we work. I'm sure you guys have seen photos of us on social yeah. media. Like we're working outside. So you just put a, a pool. fan on and you're good. Yeah,
4: I mean we jump in our pool all the time. We have a bar in our pool, so will sit at the bar and just plug in everything and work from there and just stay in the water. Yeah. Um, and through the year, the temps kind of stay the same within five to seven degrees. It's the humidity that makes it so bad during the, the dry season, the hottest months. Um, but yeah, I mean, we don't have AC. Um, we have electricity AC is really not common here at all because I mean, It will make your electricity bill just astronomical. You take out that AC and you're paying next to nothing for electricity. Um, But like our our stove is ran by a propane tank that's underneath our cupboard. Yep. So Mm -hmm. um, we don't have hot water in our kitchen. Um, So dishes are washed with cold water, and they don't have regular dish soap here. We have uh, like this paste, which is actually awesome. And I don't know why America has not (laughs) adopted this soap because it is, I don't know. It's just amazing. I blame Democrats. What's that?
1: I blame Democrats. There
3: you go. There
4: you go.
5: Now on the, (laughs) on the dissonance cigar side, now you guys, uh, you you have a wide variety of options. Now, do you guys kind of go through the, typical you offer like a connecticut a habano a couple medium to full and then your full-bodied sticks like I what have is your no product idea line? what you're saying
4: they're they're, mo- <laughs> they're mo- that's why <laughs> i brought
2: them <laughs>
4: <laughs> they're mostly medium to full-bodied um okay. we have the soapbox which is probably the i would say the mildest of the cigars which, which
3: is what she's smoking the rant yeah. is also it's a connecticut and it's pretty mild too yeah. Uh, and very popular currently this, sold out. Yeah, a, this one's actually
4: more of a habano.
1: Okay, um, all right,
5: yeah, that's something I'd
3: be. Yeah, can for. you ex-
1: can you explain to me uh, what that means?
5: Well, I'm gonna let habano? them say it. Yeah, they they can explain it. They they'd do like better a Connecticut they... and a
1: habano. Yeah. So
4: typically, we'll go high level. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, we'll just we'll keep it simple. So you have your Connecticut, your habano, and then your Maduro. So Connecticut shade is the lightest of the cigars, typically. Like, if you can look at a... I don't have a Connecticut in front of me, um, but I can show you that. that the I got some. But, I can't um, prepare
5: for this. So this you, would be a Connecticut shade. Do you
4: the color shade. difference in these two?
0: Yeah. Yeah, okay. I... So this is the
4: Habano. this is a Maduro. Typically, if you have a Maduro, this one's going to kick your ass, especially if you've never smoked a cigar before. Um, this will be your strongest, typically. This will be your medium to full body. And then the Connecticut is typically where you want to start if you've never been a cigar smoker before. Um so you can get a good gauge based off of the wrapper, the outside portion of the tobacco, but that's not always accurate. But for a decent reference, you want to you know, you stay on the lighter end. You go towards the lighter colored tobacco. And
3: thumbs up to, to Nick Torres, who, who just posted up. He needs to fill his humidor. Thank you. <laughs> you that. Uh, to that end, to go along with everything she's saying for the uninitiated in cigars, Other ways to look at it that may be uh, a little more palatable that you are aware of is, like, think about, like, the way I look at it is in the morning uh, with my coffee. I have uh, Connecticut midday lunch. Usually I go something a little stronger that's a Habano. In the evening, I finish off with a little bit of whiskey and something a little stronger like a Maduro. And that said, generally, if you go into a cigar lounge and you're like, I don't know what to get, you know, tell me where to go. They may ask, how do you drink your beer or how do you like your coffee? If you're like, I add cream and sugar, I like my coffee light and sweet, they're going to steer you more toward a lighter, probably Connecticut-type cigar. If you're like, I love Guinness and the, the heaviest beer ever, they're probably going to start steering you toward a little heavier medium to heavy, heavier cigar. So that kind of gives you an idea. And blending cigars much like blending coffees or whiskeys, um, I can't speak at all toward beer because I'm just not sure. But you know, when blending coffee, it's a matter of taking, you know, this from this region, this from this region, and this from this region to give you a certain kind of flavor profile. And that's essentially the way cigars work. You take this from this region, or this from that region, or all from the same region for that matter, if you want that style and you put it together, and then you have all kinds of crazy things like where it was placed on the plant, where it was grown in the sun, in the shade, when it was picked as part of the growing season. All that stuff matters to give you a specific cigar. That's why there's so many cigars and so many good cigars on the market. Um, ours, what makes them great, in, in my opinion, is uh, not only – you know, I mean, I could talk all day about the, the leaves and all that stuff, but aside from that, you know, you got to have a quality product, but how it's rolled, the people that put it together, the love they put into it at the factory, all of that matters too, because if you have, for those who've smoked a crappy cigar, if you have a crappy cigar, it's a shitty experience. You never want to do it again. Yep. A good quality rolled hand-rolled cigar. Sometimes you'll pay for it and, and. Trust me, you can have shitty twenty five dollar cigars and you can have amazing five, six dollar cigars. And we fall somewhere in between there. Like our, our limited runs can get upwards of the fifteen dollar range depending on where you're buying. Our uh smaller petite coronas and stuff like that, you can spend six to eight bucks depending on where you're at in the country. So there's your kind of quick and dirty about cigars.
5: <laughs> now, since you're in Nicaragua, I'm guessing dissident is mostly Nicaraguan puros where your binder filler and wrapper are all Nicaraguan, or do you, or do you go through
3: like Dominican or Honduran fillers oh, or binders?
4: Yeah, I mean, like, has, yeah. There's Ecuadorian. I mean,
3: Sumatra, yeah. uh, <laughs> Brazilian, all of it. Like we, we have access to everything. Oh, that's and good. actually she will be doing most of the blending because she really has a taste for it. She's, I'm just the guy I'm I'm like I'm like the flavor flavor of Disney. <laughs> You're like the hype man. I, I'm here to you make get that sure big clock how great she is. And she gets out there and kicks ass after she makes this badass cigar. And um, this you know,
4: sniffer does not work, it so doesn't. like I like love- <laughs> I'll be the first one to be like yeah, this uh, this one tastes like a leather boot, and uh, I get hints of uh, wormwood or something in this one. I'm like, it's cocoa. There's cocoa and pepper in this. That's <laughs> all. When
5: I first started smoking cigars, all I tasted, depending if it was a Connecticut or a Habano, it was a little bit of creaminess. Depending on the maker, it'd be a little kind of like a sweetness, and then ah. if it was anything other than a Connecticut, cocoa. That's all I tasted and then i you know i brought in my palate a little bit and you know and that's when you pick up you pick up the cedar you pick up like a leathery almost like a a musty farm roll it, you know it, it all depends like if, how i i look at it is okay i follow the maker i'll you know I'm, i i'll follow different brands i'm more of a boutique type of guy myself just because you know there's great blends all around and but when you get into the boutique stuff i feel like you can you can get some great flavor profiles and you know for Somewhat affordable prices you know it, mm-hmm. there's there's brands yeah, out there
4: too because it's fatigue,
5: yeah, exactly, and you know there's brands out there that uh you know a lot of them are probably coming out of estele or something like that where you can kind of say, okay, if your binder or fill come out of estele, this is your flavor profile now, I could be talking about my ass, but just for me smoking cigars for a while, I do do a little bit of cigar review on uh, a B channel that I don't really. Post that much that now, but um, it. I think like when it comes to cigars, there's a lot of crossover, especially with gun guys. Um, I, I got into it because you know I suffer from anxiety and stuff like that, and you know having a cigar can really you know really level me out. Uh, I don't know how that. How, how did you guys get into like actually like, being like these cigar aficionados? Because I I how I found you guys was Josh's Instagram where his like motivational posts are like that's you know it gets me through the day and it's like all right i'm looking at, and you know i i followed the you know your progression and hence how i found out about the uh, black label I'll,
3: I'll start with kind of how i got into cigars because it involves firearms and you guys probably all are aware of adrian from cigars and guns yes uh if you're not follow him on instagram um and real quick, before I get into that, Jonathan here, uh, Jonathan James, James, Jamie is James, asks, are Cuban cigars really that strong? Uh, Cuban cigars are just Cuban cigars. There's um, so many
4: different varieties. I mean, yeah. it's like saying are all black labels strong? Or yeah.
3: All yeah. yeah. Are all pepperoni pizza the same? No, it's mm. not. And that's with really Cuban cigars.
4: We're and- not particularly a fan of Cuban cigars. It, it's just, you know,
3: when you put in a, an embargo everything becomes more exciting right so uh that's why cubans are quote cubans but anyway uh <laughs> back to the story. um when it comes to uh sorry we don't bullshit too much i hope i you love know. it
2: that's no it's
3: okay i love it but uh i started um uh smoking cigars because of a guy named adrian uh who runs cigars and guns he's a absolutely wonderful human being and a close friend of mine, like family to us, him and his wife and uh, who I always call my travel wife, who you guys probably know Ryan rep uh, from Brownells and he used to smoke cigars. So while we would travel, we would be in cigar shops all the time because he'd want to smoke cigars and work. So I'd go, but I wouldn't have cigars. And then Adrian told me, "Is like, put a cigar in your hand and it'll change everything about your cigar experience in a lounge and it'll change your life. And I was like, that's bullshit, but okay. Really <laughs> bullshit. And then I did have a cigar and now we live in fucking Nicaragua, Nicaragua and own our own cigar. Uh, <laughs> Everything's so, 110%.
4: Us.
3: So it'll change your life is, is the truth. Um, but I learned more in my six, first six months smoking cigars because of those two and the people that also smoke cigars in lounges. Cause if you're stuck, for sixty to ninety minutes, having a cigar with somebody, yes. you're going to learn. Even if you know you're a plumber and they're and you know a, a pilot for Delta Airlines, you're going to find common ground because you already did. It's in your hand and you're smoking, so you're going to communicate. And then you start to realize a lot of things. And in that six months, I learned more about business than I did in my first twenty years in business. And that's no slight against Brownells or you know mm-hmm. any other business I've been a part of. That's just the reality of spending time with people that are well smarter and more experienced than you be the dumbest person in the room. Right. And that's kind of what happened to me when I started smoking cigars and I caught to it. I'd walk in there and I'd be like, I don't know shit about cigars. And you know, I'm just some, you know, tattooed guy who's failed a lot of businesses. I want to know more, tell me and they would. But Cynthia, I'll turn it over to you as your as far as your cigar experience.
4: Yeah, mine is actually more like you. Um, it was a stress reliever for me. So mm-hmm. I was smoking cigars before I met Josh, and you know Which I didn't
3: cool want- as fuck.
4: <laughs> yeah, I didn't really want to um, smoke cigarettes, but I knew that smoking cigarettes calms you down, you know, and I just didn't want to do that. And I've always had this, there's like this mystery, like this mysterious thing behind cigars and they were just always intriguing. And every time I was in a room with someone, they just smelled so good to me. And so I just started picking up cigars myself. And I realized, you know, especially as a single mom at that time, that that was my time to just chill and relax Mm -hmm. and sit outside Mm -hmm. and you're forced to breathe slow. I mean, and that is typically proven that when you breathe slow, your brain, you know, does certain things and you calm down. And yep. so that was, that was my therapy. It still is my therapy. I just, to me, cigars are more of a therapy than going into a therapist's office. I mean, because yep. you, can, you can reflect, you can truly think about your day or your life or what you're going through and process things and just take time for you. And it's so important to have that time for you or around the people that you love, in fact. I mean, like... Right. You know, that's how Josh and I bond a lot of the times because we're, you know, during the day we're sitting there working and whatever else, but then sure. we can come together through a cigar and just be like, ah, you know. <laughs>
2: and and Sen, I, I have a similar experience. Like I, I do, you know, IT work during the day, but I'm going back to when I started smoking cigars in New York and I would do wedding photography on the weekend. So I was like seven, there were months I would go where I'd be working seven days a week. And, you know, maybe to a lot of people, you're like, boo-hoo, because you are doing that also. But at the end of the road I lived on in, in Islip, New York, was the Bayard Cutting Arboretum. And they had the big Adirondack chairs and overlooking, like, you know, uh. it's 500 acres and the Connectquat River's there. And I'd go there and I'd light up a cigar and I'd smoke. And, yeah, like you said, for 90 minutes, there's nothing else you can do. And mm-hmm. I just fantasized about owning the place, sitting back, relaxing. You know, what would it be like if I did own this place and I was one of the people? You know, that was my private home. And it's amazing that these fantastic places, almost nobody goes to,
3: mm-hmm. right? Like yep.
2: they're home playing Xbox or something. So right. it's
3: insane, yeah. yes, it's insane for sure. Yeah. And to, to kind of, I I don't remember which one of you mentioned the crossover between cigars and fire. But to, to kind of circle back to that, like cigars were only cool to me because cigars weren't like cool. Like as an adult to me, they weren't cool. Right. But when I think back as a kid, cigars were only cool in like Commando when Arnold Schwarzenegger got his stogie, <laughs> you know, or or um, gosh, what other films? Oh, or, or the A-Team, you know, because Hannibal you know, Smith. Wanted, uh, yeah, Hannibal always had his Stogie. Yeah. And, yeah. like, that made it cool. But I yes. never felt like I was, like, that kind of cool. But there's still kind of nothing cooler than a cigar in your mouth and full auto. So, yeah. You
5: know, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I missed that opportunity at Range Day. I was like, I looked at, uh, uh, Roy Hill, and I was just like, "I'm just saying, man, we could get I was like, we should just do this. It'd be a great right, right video, but you know i I find that you know the camaraderie we have, especially in the gun industry, if we're sitting down, you know we've had I've had the opportunity to you know just kick you know hang back and kick it with some cool people, just you get to know certain people, and it's like I look forward to events where it's like, oh, sweet, I can, you know, we can hang out, have a cigar, relax, you know, catch catch up and stuff like that. So, you know, I'm, I, in, I live in Massachusetts, so there's not that many cigar lounges. I travel to like, you know, Rhode Island, New Hampshire, just to get that ambiance of, okay, I'm getting away for a couple hours. And, you know, I, I'll i pick up, you know, depending on the blend and stuff like that. And it, it, it's it's very therapeutic. Um, even when I edit videos, there's usually I'm usually smoking a cigar. Um one thing I, I am I am jealous of Sin that she likes to smoke because my wife is not a fan of the cigar. So I, I gotta Are you or
4: not. <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: I tease Joe he he hot boxes. He'll smoke it in his car and I'm like oh, I it yeah. don't get me wrong, I don't I enjoy smoking a cigar. I don't like the smell the next day, like in my clothes or oh, I, and, and, yeah. I love so it. I don't I, care. I don't want to, I don't smoke in my house or in my car, but I, I like smoking out by the pool and I, so what do you guys drink? Like I like that sipping like a, tequila. Like,
1: this is something like a high school, a high schooler would say, <laughs> I like smoking out behind the pool. <laughs> no,
3: I, I own
2: the pool. So it's I my wonder
3: cool. I was wondering when you were going to chime in, John. <laughs> yeah.
5: I've been trying to get John to smoke cigars for a while, and he yeah. just doesn't want to take me up on it.
2: No. He's afraid yeah. it stunts his growth. I said that ship sailed.
4: <laughs>
3: I'm only five six, bro. <laughs>
4: just jump into the unknown. It's the fear of the unknown. That's what I'll say. <laughs>
1: nah, nah, I have no fear of the unknown. So, uh, I, I, what, I what do you guys drink? Expensive and, hobby.
2: And you're talking about uh, doing your own uh, doing your own liquor, also, right?
4: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, so in the States, it was typical for us to have, like, usually Jack and Coke um, or Classe Azul. Like, that was our favorite tequila. I yeah. love Classe Azul. Sip
5: on that. I'm guy. Oh, uh, okay.
4: yeah.
5: I don't uh, drink it's either. It's
4: hard to find. But... Like, we can't. Like, I have never seen Classe Azul here. Um, Jack, you can find, but it's way more expensive. So we've switched it over to Florida Canya which is the Nicaraguan, um, that's what they're known for here in Nicaragua the is their rum. And so we'll do that with Coke because it's similar and it, and it still, it makes the cigars still taste amazing. It complements it really well. So that's what we typically do now. Um, and as far as the whiskey goes, we're not going to say much because then <laughs> it's going the out of the bag, right? Okay. But we are working on some things to do with whiskey and cigars. So I'll say that much. Um and we're really excited about that because we are really big whiskey fans. Um
3: goes hand in hand, right? Yeah. yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah. And and like I like if I had my druthers, I would sip Macallan 18 all day with my cigars. But you know, I'm not gonna drop four hundred dollars a bottle, give or take. Ugh, yikes. Hey, and, yikes. And here you can actually get the duty-free stuff you can't get anywhere else from Macallan. So they have something called Quest and also alumina bottle. That I'll get, and those are about a hundred bucks a bottle, last a while if it's just me, if we don't have any visitors.
5: <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I'm I'm a whiskey, like, I don't, I, I'm a basic person when whiskey, I'll go JMO, uh, Southern Comfort, and like, if I'm feeling frisky, gentleman's Jack, but
3: that's like my that's my whiskey. Uh, bottle-
4: very good. We get it, yeah. yeah.
3: There's there's no wrong whiskey in my opinion. There's some shit whiskey, but there's, there's no some wrong
4: whiskey. whiskey.
3: Um, but which, honestly, like
4: with which, that,
3: like the best thing as far as tasting is yeah. Coke. If, yeah, if we learned that from James Brown at Black Label Trading, and he's the master blender at Oveja Negra as well. Uh, who we work with on our blends. Of course, we come up with them. She comes up with them. We test through them, but he, he gets them ready for us with the factory and all that stuff. So we work hand-in-hand hand with James, and he said, if you truly want to taste the leaf you're smoking, Coke, because it kind of cleanses the palate and takes care of things. So I drink a lot of Coke with with mine, um, but in the morning, I love a good light cigar, and I like my coffee sweet, so I'll I'll do it with coffee. So yeah. coffee, whiskey, and Coke are, are the main things we stick with.
4: And something like a lot of people don't realize is when you're coming up with a blend from scratch, you're smoking roughly like 20 plus different tobaccos to come up with the perfect blend that you have in your head. And when you're smoking that many different leaves, like you can't, like you're, you'll are you still keep the flavors on your mouth from like the pre- the previous leaf. So you have to have something that cuts that. And that's what Coke does. So it mm-hmm. kind of like, go to like a, a perfume place and they make you smell the coffee beans to kind of clear your senses. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the thing. So yeah, if you ever want to truly experience a, a cigar, drink some Coke and water first and then try huh. the cigar. I, I've the never
5: done that. Water. Yep, yep. Yeah. I, I, I sometimes take dark chocolate.
4: What's yeah. that?
5: I sometimes take sometimes take a like a cube of dark chocolate i'll let that kind of dissolve on my on my tongue to kind of get it going and then have some water and do that but most of the time when okay. i when i'm when i'm smoking it's ice ice coffee or occasionally, i'll get like a you know a nice black heart uh dark
2: roast and it it does it, it pairs very well
0: That's, so
2: yeah. how do we get any of your products in florida or the united states or how how does that work
4: They're actually, um, our cigars are already in a lot of lounges. Um, I just counted today and so far we're in 118 lounges throughout the country, throughout uh, the U.S. I should say. Hell Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So Texas is one of our top states plenty of places. In Texas, of course, it's a huge state. Um, we have a few in Florida. Um, Pennsylvania is another big state that has a lot of um, lounges with our cigars. Um, we know plenty of lounges, too, that ship. So if right now, like, your state doesn't have it, we can hook you up with one of the lounges that are shipping right now. Cool. So there's plenty of ways to get these cigars. Um, and we just placed the brand-new... Order that's currently being made at the factory right now to pump out all those uh sticks for the next six months so yep
2: yeah, yeah. so yeah. how would i find out like i'm in florida how would i find out who's got dissident cigars
3: you can go to oveja negra uh ovejanegra cigars.com okay and there's a, a locator a lounge locator on there and um you can just look, and it'll have it's it's anybody that carries Oveja anything Negra. from Oveja Negra. So they might have Emilio, but no Black Label. Or so you no have dissonance. to actually
4: once you find a lounge closest to you, you actually have to call them to see which Oveja Negra cigars they carry. And okay, it could be because I mean it could be one of the there's only four brands that come out of Oveja Negra, and we're one of those brands. So we're very lucky mm-hmm. that our cigars are made in such a unique way in a factory that only has four brands coming out of it. So our, our cigars are truly unique. It allows us the opportunity to come up with really unique cigars. But with that said, it's, we haven't fine tuned it yet to where you can use that locator to just find dissident. Um, Mm -hmm, We're working mm -hmm. on that. Um, And the next best route would be just to contact us in some way. And we can tell you based off of our own personal list, where the closest is, or again, we can tell you which lounges to call that does do shipping. Yeah, cool.
3: And mm-hmm. and for that matter, if a lounge close to you doesn't have it, chances are good that they already deal with our rep in one way or another. So you can mm-hmm. just tell them, "Look, carry this. I will buy it." You know, and they'll they'll usually try a, a few boxes to get in the door and if they move they'll, they'll keep ordering and and you know we'll keep shipping them so mm-hmm.
4: yeah Got this you. brand's been down been around for a number of years so we're we've just taken it over and kind of bringing it to life so we're we're very blessed in that area to be walking into an already established cigar brand and we're just taking it over and, and making it ours. So. Yeah,
3: taking it to the next level. We have some cool stuff for the next year. So get excited for some really unique new blends that are going to be limited run. Um, one for sure in 2022, if we can pull it off, there will be two, uh, which we're already working on. The artwork's badass. We just can't show you any of it. And the blend <laughs> is amazing. We've already tested through that for uh, almost a year. Um because this has been in the works for a while uh, not a year to be clear but we, <laughs> we blended our own stuff at the factory a year ago just to see because we had some ideas and then this came up and it just meshed So yeah,
1: I, I got a question for you mm-hmm. will you guys produce a special cigar for the birth of a shooting gallery in New England's kids
4: oh man you know that's funny no <laughs>
2: uh, <laughs> Let's just cut this off right here. Since since (laughs) we're going on shooting Gallery New England jokes, you know, Joe just said, I like to put dark chocolate in my mouth, and Tony Simon says, dark chocolate's my nickname. I saw that. (laughs) 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 We We all were hanging out with Tony a couple weekends ago, so...
3: Nice, nice. Yeah.
2: So they
5: all decide think it's a funny joke that I'm having a child and I'm I'm still you afraid are. that they no, I'm not having a child. Your uh, wife they're... is, sorry. Twins. Twins. No, I'm not having twins. We're not having twins and they're
0: <laughs> in the process
5: of making T shirts and all this stuff. And you know, I guess I'm butt of all jokes.
3: <laughs> of course hey, you are. It happens.
5: It happens. Hey, I'm a, I don't care.
4: So, we get asked all the time if we can do blends, and right now, unfortunately, the answer yeah. is we can't do blends for specific people yet. Anyway, so you're in the clear. You know
5: what? This is why I love you guys because you're not—you're taking all this negative, this, this, you know, massive joke, and you're pretty much just putting a to it. So you're always going to be in my good graces for that, for that uh, reason alone.
4: <laughs> Perfect. We got your back. <laughs>
5: Yeah,
1: so uh, we only got about 10 minutes left, but I did want to touch on the motivational speaking stuff that you sure. guys
5: do. Yep, I love it.
1: How did you get into motivational speaking?
3: Uh, well, I, I guess I'll start with me. Um, I just saw a speaker when I was a kid and thought that I couldn't connect and thought, you know, someday I want to do that. And huh. years later, I ended up writing books. And putting those out. And somehow, if you write a book, you get credibility, right? It's the dumbest shit ever. Um, <laughs> and, I mean, and, and then colleges started asking me to speak. And I was in the tattoo world, too. So I was doing uh, big seminars for, you know, six, seven hundred people at, uh, at uh, oh, what are they, he- health, like health inspector oh, seminar health to teach them what to look for when inspecting tattoo studios and stuff like that. And that got me in front of audiences. And then when one of my books super took off in 2013, that started putting me in corporations and then doing school tours and all kinds of things like that. Her path is a little different because she is an absolute survivor and pillar of strength when it comes to living life. And she's been through some shit and lived some hard stuff. And, um, She started out helping kids and and women and being an advocate and uh, took off from there. But I'll let you. Yeah.
4: So I came from like the the world of like um, helping sexual assault victims, domestic violence victims. Um, I ran a boys home for four years um, who were all kids that were abused or um, did they were uh, perpetrators themselves, which technically, in the end, they were also victims. And it's most of the time why they did it. But anyway, uh, worked in that field a lot, um, helped them through that, and then switched over to the elderly community, actually, and worked that for a couple years. And then once Josh and I met, we just decided to kind of join forces and then to start doing the motivational speaking together, because we both had backgrounds that we could talk about to help others. So we just kind of joined together for a bit and then like voltron um, what's that
1: like voltron (laughs)
4: Yeah. Yeah. yeah so it's so weird how the world works because we were both doing our own thing with you know similar stuff and then came together and i guess it was like a powerhouse and then did that for a while and then moved here so we've kind of put it on the back burner we don't particularly say we're motivational speakers anymore I know that if a particular opportunity arose we'd probably do it maybe maybe do it maybe. um but right now we're just focusing on cigars and
3: yeah because she'll be traveling all over the United States all through 2022 to doing uh doing events. events and stuff like that so she'll be one-on-one and uh you know I'll be here holding down the fort, taking care of business taking care of the back end taking care of all my BOP agents, making sure they're kicking it up and feeling good about
5: it. So. You know it. You know it. Yeah. Now, let's, uh, before we close out, I do want to – I think we should kind of address it whenever we get a BOP guy on here. How – what started the BOP? Like I know we've, a lot of people have talked about it. Um, me personally, I think it's one of the greatest ideas ever, and I'm a proud field agent. But what – Started the whole BOP Bureau of Propaganda.
3: The Bureau of Propaganda was an idea born in Ryan Rep's office between Roy, Roy Hill, Possum awesome Fat back, myself and Ryan, and you know, handling all social media for Brownells and they handling all the PR, we always would see people bickering about stupid shit. And we need to do this. We need each other, right? In order to kind of prevail and persevere and uh, keep two a alive, and that's really important. And we were like, how do we do that? How do we create kind of a brotherhood where if you're walking through an airport and you don't know somebody, but if you see that patch on somebody, you know, you're, you're one of my kind, you know what I'm saying? And Mm -hmm. we're really picky. We don't just throw them out to people. We got to get to know them. We got to know that you're out there spreading positive QA. You're not bitching at people. You're not being an asshole. And then we'll bring you in. No, I'm out. That's why it's inviting me. Anyway. So- <laughs> uh, so, yeah, long story short, the Bureau uh, was just about, about creating a brotherhood of people uh, promoting 2A positivity. And, uh, that's really like, cause people get down on us because we use propaganda quote quote, because, you know, it's such a negative term, mm-hmm. but we're getting it in a way that it's like, it's, it's real. Like this, this, you can call it propaganda, but it's real. Come find out, come hang with any group of Bureau of propaganda agents in any state with or without any Brownells member present. And it's going to be a good time with good people. And that's just the way it is.
5: Yeah. Yeah, the, you know, it, I think it, it's one of the more positive things you get in the gun community, and you know, I I've, I've been nothing but happy.
2: So. <laughs> <laughs> onesie bros
5: hey, listen, that onesie is comfy AF. I you know I I I didn't get mine yet.
3: Well, that's, did you get the underwear?
5: We're, well, we're special. That's why Boy, we're, last we're year yeah special.
3: If you didn't get yours, some people are still getting them. But shoot me an email and there's way cooler stuff coming in in uh twenty twenty two that's already done you wait it's awesome hell
5: yeah well that well, that that that's cool definitely
2: um well I, I'm sure I'm getting mine because Joe got his so that's...
5: I'm special that's why that's, that's
1: me me and walter Keller are special yeah, well, yeah. Walter <laughs> wore his onesie on the podcast
5: yeah i wore yeah. I think I wore mine too no, I wore mine on the entire show and then I was like. The guys at work were like, what the hell is that? And I'm like, y- y- <laughs> you got you got to you got to be in the know. <laughs> and they're like, are you going to wear that to work? I almost did, but I didn't want to get like welding lighter oh, flame from cool. on it. It would be, be such cool. a, you know. Oh, nice. Good to know Hank and Lola got there, so I haven't
4: seen any
3: photos, <laughs> but I don't know
5: if I want to. All, all I'm saying is I'm just happy I got mine before Hank. You know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the these guys
1: rock the, the flags, yeah. the shirts, everything else. The phone calls said so the these guys calls? rock What's the that? flags, the shirts, the
5: patches. Yeah. I wear this shirt to work all the time, and everyone's always asking me. And I just, you know, it, it's always a good conversation starter. And then I just say, just it's, I, it's, it's a conversation starter because again, people see the word propaganda, but um, you know, technically, propaganda is you're spreading a message. You know, it's right. it's in a positive light for you know the Second Amendment, and everyone should be involved.
3: <laughs> and and parlaying that uh, into dissident, dissident comes across as a negative word too, right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I love it. Though. I love it. Force resisting, and we're for that. But we look at it much more as like
4: positive. Yeah,
3: going against negativity and life's bullshit. Be a dissident. Don't worry about the american dream go live your life your way forget all the other bullshit and resist revolt against all that you know and that's what that's what that's about so you know everything that like i love the darker kind of side of things and twisting it a bit to make it good and uh this was another opportunity to do that just like the bureau
4: was
5: yeah hell yeah Mm -hmm. now now, sin where now you're going all over in 2022 do you go anywhere Mm -hmm. into the new england area no
4: yeah, yeah. I'm going to be actually all over the United States. So I'll cover what we call as territories. So I'll be covering each one of our territories, which includes all of New England. Um, it, it, I, let me kind of... Uh, New England, if there is a lounge that has our cigars or has the potential of having our cigars or wants me there to start the cigar line... Um, so you'll have to watch and see, cause I will post about where I'll be in new England. I know there's a lounge <sighs> in Massachusetts for one. I know there's some, uh, I think there's some in New Hampshire, um, lots in Connecticut. Surprisingly. Yeah. So I'll be in that area and I'm sure there's going to be one that will be close enough to you. So just keep an eye out because yeah. I'm going to try to do it to where It's New England and then another close territory around the same time. So I can kind of knock everything out, you know, in one trip. So So where
2: would we find out? Is that going to be on your Instagram on distant cigar?
4: Yep. It'll be on distant cigars. Um, Distant cigars underscore official is the Mm -hmm. Instagram. Um, And you can go to my personal Instagram as well. Cyn Coburn, C-Y-N-N Coburn. Um, So it'll be on both of those. Um, we don't have a Facebook yet for dissident cigars, but you can more than likely find it under the um, the black label uh, group that they have yeah, the going on because Trading it, Company group. even though it's a black label group, it kind of encompasses all of Oveja Negra, which we're a part of. So.
3: Yep.
1: All right. That sounds cool. good. Well, we've been on for an hour. Thank you so much for coming on and educating us on the art of smoking cigars and, everything that goes in the cigars is a lot more to it than what I thought.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: I thought you just got a bunch of tobacco and wrapped it up and leave and smoked it. <laughs> no, 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 no. Our no. no. <laughs> huh. pleasure, though. Thanks for
3: having us. Right.
2: Yeah. Really. Oh, yeah, got to have you back. But I got yeah. like an hour's worth of more questions still.
5: <laughs>
3: yeah,
1: I wanted to concentrate on the cigars, but I want to concentrate on some of the other stuff more next time. Sure. Just just so we can get uh more of a backstory. But I know you guys just had the cigar stuff uh happen. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to cover that. Um let's go around and tell everyone where and every, where people can find everyone. Oh, by the way, I am nominated for voice of two A on the Gundies, so if you go to the Gundies and you vote
2: ah, vote daily. Vote yeah, so daily. You can
1: you, you can you can vote up to fifteen times for me a day. And you Because
2: John said he's if he wins he's not going, but I'll go in his place and drive the tanks for him. <laughs> <laughs> there you go.
4: All okay.
1: right, so we no, there's no chance for us. <laughs> <laughs> no chance. I, mean, I mean, looking at some of the other people like Stephen Crowder and stuff. Uh, yeah, Crowder. Wow, it's it's you guys, you guys, uh, Rich and Dark and stuff, rather than, like, like saying, hey, you got you got a campaign for it of like whatever. So I am. <laughs> but, well, I don't care, honestly. Um, so, Rich, where can people find you?
2: Uh, on John Crump's show. Uh, or any 2A podcast that exists because I crash them all. So uh, flyingrich.com, youtube.com, flyingrich, all of the other, let's see, uh, video, social media sites. I'm flying rich there. And on the grams, flyingrich underscore official.
5: Nice. All right, Joe, go ahead. Well, you can find me on Shooting Gallery NE on YouTube, all the other social media sites like Utreon, uh, Gunstream, and all that. Instagram is Shooting Gallery New England. TikTok is Shooting Gallery NE. And for the B side, Smoke a Millennial for your cigar review needs. Also on Instagram, Smoke a Millennial.
1: Nice. All, right, all right, kicking over to Different Cigars. Oh, by the way, shout out to CRS Firearms out there. I see you.
4: So as far as Dissident, you can find us on Instagram at DissidentGuard underscore official. Uh, Me personally, Sin Coburn for Instagram, C-Y-N-N-C-O-B-U-R-N. Same with Facebook. And for you. Uh, And
3: don't forget her website, Sinister.com, C-Y-N-N-I-S-E-B-E-R.com. JoshuaCoburn.com for me, uh, which will get you to all the other socials, but Instagram, uh, TikTok, Twitter, all that is under my name, Joshua Coburn. I guess TikTok's under your like reality Josh,
4: check. Joshua.Coburn. Uh, Joshua yeah. Just
3: Google some shit and you'll get- see. <laughs> 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 That's awesome.
4: Pretty spicy pictures on the Google images. Watch out.
3: It's no OnlyFans, but it'll get you get to where you need to go.
2: Don't do it at work.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> NSFW, right? That- yeah, NSFW. <laughs>
2: Okay, yeah.
1: Okay. you can find me at my OnlyFans. Um,
2: <laughs> <laughs> or I, CrumpySubs.com
1: Crumpy what?
2: <laughs> CrumpySubs.com You haven't been to that website?
1: I, I don't want to go to the website and have no idea why you found a website called CrumpySubs.com and I really don't want to know why. But yeah, just you guys know where to find me at. Um That's all I'm saying. All right, guys. Thank you so much for watching. It's been a pleasure. And I am out of here. Wolverines, mother.